So we're holding by Parakit. Ches, Pasachav Kimo, we learned previously that after David's marriage to Merav falls through, so Shaul has his servants, he tell, commands his servants to go whisper in David's ear that uh, David should accept a offer to marry the king's daughter, Michal, the second daughter. So in Pasachav Kimo, so the servants of Shaul went and they said, told over in David's ear these things that Shaul commanded them to say. So when David hears the offer, David, David says, Is this a trivial matter? Is this something very uh, easily done in your eyes to become the king's son-in-law? But I'm poor and I'm, I'm a simple person. I'm not worthy of this honor. Don't put it out there like it's something that anyone should is worthy of doing. So David was hesitating for two reasons. First of all, he's saying Ishrash, that he's poor and he can't afford a proper dowry for the daughter of the king. And second of all, Vinikla, he's simple. He's a simple shepherd who's not worthy of the honor of marrying into the king's family. That's what the Radak says. Now, the Mepharshim asks, hold on a second, how could David say he's poor? Didn't Shaul promise tremendous wealth to the person who kills Goliath? So wasn't David wealthy? So the Chaim Sanoch answers that David had not yet received the payment. And in fact, that's what he was sort of making a jab at Shaul and subtly reminding Shaul and saying, look, you already promised that you're going to make me wealthy and you didn't even keep that promise. So now you're making me another promise that I'm going to marry Michal. First, keep your first, let me see you keep your first promise to make me wealthy and then we'll talk about trusting you that you'll actually uh, keep your word and give me Michal. So, so the servants of Shaul went back to Shaul and they told him over, saying, This is what David said. This was David's response. So Shaul so says to his servants, This is what you should respond to David. The king doesn't want a dowry. Just, he wants a hundred arlois, a hundred foreskins from the plishtim. Why? To take revenge, to avenge the king's honor by, taking, by killing his enemies or by degrading them in this way. So Shaul's telling his servants, respond to both of David's claims. David's first taina that he's poor, so he can't afford a dowry. Tell him that the king is not interested in a dowry. And that which you said, that you're a simple person not worthy of marrying into the king, I'll give you a, like a job or I'll give you a task, and if you carry out that task, you'll show yourself worthy of marrying the king's daughter. And what's the task? The task is to avenge the king's honor by cutting off a hundred arlois from the plishtim. Now, the Mitzudis explains that taking the arlois from a bunch of war, from a hundred warriors, a hundred plishti warriors, would at the same time shame the plishtim, and therefore enhance Shaul's covet, and that would be the nekama that Shaul would take. Now, the the purpose of taking the Arlois wasn't just to take Arlois, but specifically the Plishtim were heavily associated with their Arlois. We saw several times in the past few Prakim, especially when we talked about Goliath. Uh, he was referred to as an RL because the Plishtim in general were a, hev- a society that was very hev- heavily into Znus. And so therefore, it was like Mida connected Mida, that since they were very promiscuous, so to take off their Arlois was to sort of put them in their place and, and uh, teach them a lesson uh, that their actions were inappropriate. So the Pasuk continues, V'shal chashav, shal thought, meaning Shal's plan was, L'hapel as David be'ad plishtim, to have David fall, to have David be killed by the hands of the plishtim again, and spear Shal from being involved in David's death. So there are two pshatim in how this would be accomplished, how would David fall. According to the Malbim, uh, Shaul's plan was that even if David somehow succeeds in killing a hundred plishtim, but this pr- attack is going to be so degrading and it's going to infuriate the plishtim to the point that 
they, they're not just going to sit back and take it. They're going to look for ways to take their revenge on David. And even if in this battle uh, they don't kill David, but they wouldn't stop until they do. According to the Muslim Nevi'im, Shaul assumed that David is not going to get the same siyat Dishmaya that he had when he fought Goliath. Why? Because when he fought Goliath, he was taking on the uh, Goliath and the Plishtim on behalf of the covet of Hashem, as, as David said uh, several times. So when he's acting on behalf of Hashem's covet, so then it's appropriate for Hernes to happen. But here, he's not fighting for covet of Hashem. He's only fighting for his own honor, his own benefit, so that he should get uh, the daughter of the king as a wife. So Shaul felt that that would not be a reason enough for David to have special siyat to Dishmaya to be able to accomplish something, this, this uh, extraordinary feat of taking on a hundred men. So uh, himself. So So the servants of Shaul told over these words to David, uh, to David, meaning they repeated what Shaul's response. David, and the matter, the proposal seemed very good in David's eyes. to become the king's son-in-law. And he didn't even let the time to expire. In other words, Rashi says that apparently they agreed to a specific amount of time. Uh, uh, like you know, Shaul gave him a deadline. Which is not hinted, which is not expressed express, expressly in the psukim, but according to Rashi, David didn't wait until that deadline was, but he acted right away. He acted very quickly to carry out this task. Now the pasuk makes a point of saying that it was good in David's eyes, l'schatein b'melech, to become the king's son-in-law. Meaning, that was his motivation. His motivation was not a desire to marry Michal, but rather a desire to have the honor of becoming the king's son-in-law. The Rabbach says that it was also that it was good in David's eyes, meaning David was confident that he would once again have the same siyata d'shmaya in fighting the plishtim. Why? Because he felt that the whole purpose of him going to to, the, to, to accomplish this mission, to carry out this mission, is to show Shaul that Hashem is really with him, that he's really doing the Ratzon Hashem. And so he felt that that was also considered covet Hashem, that would make a Kiddush Hashem, and therefore he felt that Hashem would once again be with him. One more Pasuk, so David, so David got up and went, who of he and his, and his men, meaning he had, he had a, um, a, an escort of men that went with him, but the Pasuk says, even though the escort went with him, but Vayach Plishtim, he hit, he killed in the Plishtim, a Siamish, 200 men. In other words, Vayach is a Lashon Yachid, that David himself did it, he didn't let his men carry it out, says the Kliyakar, because he didn't want any help from anyone else, he was afraid that Shaul might invalidate the agreement if someone else helped him, because again, Shaul gave this mission specifically to David. Now what's interesting here is that David kills actually takes from the four skins from actually 200 men. The Rabag explains that even though the original agreement was only for 100 four skins, but David did twice the amount in order to demonstrate a, a great success to Shaul. So David brings their foreskins, and he sends them to the king, either through one of his messengers or to one of Shaul's servants, in order to become the king's son-in-law. And Shaul this time keeps his word. Shaul gives his daughter Michal to David as a wife.